everybody. This is Nick Fishman from SJV Data Solutions, uh, welcoming you to the SJV podcast, the Hangout podcast. Uh, today, I'm joined here by uh, Scott Vanek, our president and CEO, as well as uh, Vince Bro, our vice president of client experience. Uh, thanks for joining me here today, guys. What's up, Nick? Hey, thanks for having us. Yeah, Good to see you. It's been a while since we've done this. It has, man. Looking forward to uh, to catching up. Yeah. So um, today is uh, is is a kind of a cool topic. Thanksgiving's coming around. For those of you that don't know, my favorite holiday of the year by far. Uh, still cannot believe that they don't write Thanksgiving carols, um, but we we need to work on that. Uh, but really, you know, just a good time to kind of think about what we were grateful for, even though this year. Uh, we'd have to we have to work pretty hard to find those things, but I, I think we all have been able to articulate recently what we are grateful for, um, and uh, just thought I would talk to you guys about it. So, um, anyways, I know that we're all looking forward to putting 2020 in a review mirror, uh, and uh, given my obsession with Thanksgiving, uh, I figured we would just talk about what we're grateful for. So, um, thanks for joining me. Uh, why, Scott, why is it why is it your favorite holiday? You don't you don't like don't you like presents on Christmas or were you always a bad kid and didn't get presents or what what converted you to Thanksgiving being your favorite holiday? Well, that's a good that's a good question. So here's here's what converted me to Thanksgiving. When I was younger, as you guys know, I'm Jewish, and when I was younger, my parents used to have Hanukkah and Christmas in the house, and and we seemed to gravitate. Which, which more- by the way, would be amazing. I wish I were Jewish to have both holidays to celebrate. Oh, it was a bit more toys. You you kidding me? More gifts. It was the best, but I think. Yeah, no, that's okay. I think what ended up happening is my parents started to recognize that we liked Christmas more than we liked Hanukkah. And then they stole Christmas away from us. So, so Thanksgiving ended up becoming the thing because that's when we all got together as a large, as large families and whatever. Yeah. How about you guys? What do you think? Well, I mean, I've always appreciated Thanksgiving in general, just, when I recall getting together as a kid, just being able to spend time with, with my cousins and my family. Right. And just in, it was always in preparation. You knew what was next and that was Christmas. And um, you know, in the time leading up to Christmas and all those days thinking about the toys and Santa Claus and all that stuff. So, and then even fast forwarding when you, when you had kids, there was still all that, that excitement about visiting Santa and getting ready and decorating the house and, um, you know, just the preparation for Christmas. It's changing a little bit in my household now as there's no more believers and kids are getting older, right? Um, but still there's one still- time a year. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, but believers in what? What are you saying? Yeah. <laughs> right. well, what Nothing, you say? Never mind. Oops. Never sorry, mind. Vince. <laughs> sorry, there is no Santa Claus. I know. What? <laughs> yeah. I'm in, I'm in training with my gray beard, though. That's, that's for sure. So I might be able to make some extra money on the side here. Yeah, for Great. sure. Uh, Just quick, imagine quick show Scott Vanek coming for, down in a. Oh, go ahead. Quick show of hands. Uh, whose uh, Christmas decorations are already up? Yeah, that we got guy. Some, yeah, me. We got some going. Here. We got some going here too. It's definitely starting much, much earlier. I've uh, I've got the young believer right. So like, oh yeah, you're you're right in it. Pitch, man. It's man. awesome. It is, it's great. It's, I was like, wow, it's November eighth. Okay, let's do it. Hey, did uh, I? I got to tell you something real quick. But I know we're supposed to be talking about Thanksgiving, and somehow we've converted it to Christmas now, but. <laughs> Um, if, if, and when she stops believing, cause they'll, they'll come that point. There was a point where my oldest son did, 
and just ironically, we had we had the um, a, a chimney guy come out to clean the chimney, and he overheard Nicole and I talking about it. And literally out of the blue, um, you know, Cade happened to be home that day during Christmas break or whatever. And, you know, he was young, probably nine, ten. And uh, all of a sudden I see this guy talking to him on the side. And what he ended up doing was pulling a piece of red felt out of the fireplace. Nice. Resold him on the fact that Santa Claus existed and, um, you know, gave Cade the piece. And Cade just lit up and he's like, I'm in like. Santa's for real. I mean, he believed it again. And that guy, I just remembered that, how thankful I was that he helped kind of give me an extra year or two, you know, of him to, to believe in it, just with a, a red piece of felt that had fallen off a of Santa suit coming down the fireplace. What a That's pro, awesome. Is he, right? Has he, has he talked to you about that or has he ever ta- uh, talked about remembering that? Yeah. Oh yeah. He totally remembers it. We still have the felt piece. We, we, we kept it. He probably thinks you planned that, but <laughs> so, so yeah, if you get to that point, you just need to hire a chimney guy and you can stage it all out. And I mean, you think about it, it was an innocent guy and he felt a piece of felt and he like really uh, did a good job selling it. It was, it was, it was really cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. Very cool. Okay. So let's, let, let, let's move on uh, to, to the topic at hand. And uh, so, you know, I guess let's start with with the the, the bad parts of of, of twenty twenty, um, and and Scott, I'll start with you. You know, in March we were all hit with it with an avalanche. Uh, talk to talk to us about how you managed through the crisis throughout the year, both personally and professionally. Wow, you know, with a with a great team, uh, guys like you, guys like Vince, um, Bill, Nick, uh, everybody that uh, I had a, a chance and a blessing to be around this year. I mean, w- without that, we would have been in really big trouble, I guess. So as you, it was, you start to hone in on this topic of being thankful. That's probably the professionally. One of the things I'm most thankful of is just being surrounded by such a great team. Um, and then just using, I guess, just some strength, personal strength that I've had that I've developed over the last 20 years of my, you know, personal and professional career, uh, Look, the only easy day was yesterday. That's a that's a motto and a line used regularly by the, the Navy SEALs. And, um, you know, I wake up every day and I think that it truly is the only easy day was yesterday. So got to focus on what's at hand. And sometimes that's difficult decisions. So, um, you know, between those two things, a good team and just living by some certain standards uh, it allowed us to get through a tough, tough year. Um, but flourish and, and have a chance to, uh, to recover, stabilize and, and start to grow again and, you know, be part of a really healthy organization and a, a really healthy industry again. So exciting times are, uh, are around the corner. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Vince, you, you were really on the front lines with the customers uh, while all this has been going on. Uh, g- give us kind of a, a bird's eye view of what you heard, what you're hearing now, um, and, 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 and how people are persevering. Yeah. I think at first there was a little bit of disbelief that, um, like access to courts was going to get cut off, you know, data choke points everywhere, all that kind of stuff. When it became a reality, I, I think the, the best thing we did was just, we decided to just over communicate. That's something we decided to do as a leadership team, just over communicate what's going on. The more informed we keep our, our clients as to what's really going on, um, at the ground floor with a lot of the, you know, verifications or court research or whatever we're doing, kind of help them set expectations. 
um, as things, uh, you know, changed throughout the summer and they were more shelter in place orders and um, things got chippy. We, we just kind of, you know, one of the mantras I kind of like to go with is, you know, when things are crazy, don't be crazy. You know, you should be normal. You should be as detached from it as possible. So you can kind of take a, an outsider's perspective on it. Um, in a weird way, I think like everybody got better in our industry because we all had, we all forced, uh, we're forced to take a beginner's mindset. So when you don't know anything and you're inexperienced, you don't know, you have to sort of just take a, all right, I'm a beginner at this. I've got to learn everything I can make the best decision I can. And I feel like both SJV and all of our clients too, really took that beginner's mindset in stride for March you know, through the end of the summer. Um, and I, I'm hearing from a lot of folks that there are October's, although they weren't larger than last year, um, a lot of folks were able to get near their marks um, revenue-wise and, and possibly be flat year over year. So all things considered in the year we've had, a lot of them are pretty happy about that. And to Scott's point, cautiously optimistic about the road ahead. Yep. Yeah. And so I know this thing isn't over with yet. In fact, you know, as we speak, unfortunately, there looks like there's another spike here. Um, but let's talk about what we learned, at least in the initial days and throughout that whether, you know, we have to weather another three months of this, six months of this or whatever, it, it having learned it is now going to help you. Um, either one of you want to jump in on that? Yeah, we've definitely learned a lot of lessons. Um we, we, we realized how quickly we were capable of making some big decisions in the organization. So if, if, if unfortunately you had to replicate those, you know, we know what some of those decisions would be. Um, but um, I don't know, Vince, you got anything else to share? Yeah, I think, um, I think that's a good headline. Like, um, you know, we've been through it once before. Being, being prepared, right? Yeah. yeah, being prepared. And I think, um, I think we've got the infrastructure now with uh, some of the tools we built, like the court availability map and the court closure updates, you know, if things start closing again, we have that. And now, you know, uh, this is, you know, we have a whole catalog of alternative products at the ready that we didn't have six months ago, seven months ago. And then a labor force that's now gone through and trained. So, you know, for our customers to rely on the supply chain, they did, especially during the, the surge uh, during those few months when work was just coming at us like we couldn't have ever thought of before. So now, now we're aware of how to handle that. And I thought our team did a, a great job. Um, you know, there was always some conversations if there were some customers who, who, who weren't as happy, but the reality was, is, I mean, we all got hammered at the exact same time, the entire industry. So I thought we worked really well together um, and a lot of lessons learned. I mean, if, if Bill were here, our COO, he'd tell you they learned a tremendous amount of things. And so the event, something that, like that ever did happen again, um, you know, we've perfected it now to a point where we'd feel very comfortable with being able to handle those surges again. Yeah. And I think, you know, there were some things that I looked through and, you know, having just been recently introduced to your group, I think what I've been was most impressed by is you mentioned the team. Everybody stood up. Everybody was accountable. Um, we all had our own personal uh, issues that we had to deal with with the, in the pandemic, but we also knew that uh, working together to make things right um, is is how is how we were going to proceed with this thing. So that's number one. 
I think number two, you mentioned before making decisions. Um, there are times when people will sit back and the decisions are made for them because they never acted on them. I think what I admired about the way that uh, our executive team handled uh, the, uh, the pandemic thus far is that we weren't afraid to make decisions. They were informed decisions. Um, we didn't always know that we were going to be right with the answers, but the fact that we made the decisions we made allowed us to recover from this a lot quicker than most others have. Um, and then the, the, I guess the last thing um, that I would tell you too is communication all the way around, both internally and externally. And I think what we did is we were very open and honest and transparent with our with our clients and with our employees that we didn't know everything, but we were going to choose to over communicate everything that we knew, everybody else knew as well. And I think people appreciated that. I think people also appreciated like, um, you know, you can't travel during that time, right? So it just kind of happened somewhat organically early on. I don't ever remember there being a mandate from myself or Scott or others that it's like, just turn your camera on all the time because you're never going to get to see anybody. So when you're talking about these hard topics and delays and issues and then billings getting held up because orders aren't coming through, you know, the best thing you can do face to face is on Zoom. It's on teams. And um, I think that was a, something I'm very thankful for that people on the other side were willing to embrace that and say, yeah, okay, you're going on. I'll, I'll go on too. We can see each other. We can talk and catch up. I mean, we're all social people. We need that interaction. And I think I'm thankful that that, it, you know, we still have that during this time. Yeah. Yeah. So Vince, just keep going along. So, you, you know, that you're, you're, you're thankful for the fact that we were able to all be able to communicate with each other, see each other. What are some other things you're grateful for this year and and grateful now that you've gone through the what we think is going to be the worst part of COVID, both personally and professionally? Yeah, I mean, it, it can get cheesy, but I think my attitude is gratitude. I'm grateful for my team. Um, certainly, I'm part of the team that, that Scott mentioned earlier, but for me personally and professionally, uh, my team, um, my senior account executives and my sales reps and and the people who you and I work with, Nick, grateful for them because they stood up too. Um, they had to be, you know, the faces on Zoom on behalf of SJV and the voices giving the updates on behalf of SJV. And I thought they did a great job. Um, you know, they'd never been through this before either. Um, I tell you, another guy who I was really thankful for that we had on our team, Scott, was was old faithful Kim Kerr. Having Kim, you know, throughout yeah, that yeah. process was so valuable. So, Kim, if you're listening, buddy, man, thanks again for all your yeah. help. He was great a real point. help, right? Great point. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, and I think those are the things that I was most immediately thankful for. And just, I'm really grateful that the clients stuck with us, um, gave us a chance. I think when things are uncertain and there's always, you know, pressure to reduce costs, um, you know, um, expenses um, don't happen or sorry, revenue's not coming in, but expenses still get occurred in every business and there's pressure to save costs. And we didn't have people, you know, bailing out left and right, finding the cheapest provider possible. And I think maybe some of that is because, like you said, Nick, we over-communicated things that were valuable to them. And in return, they rewarded us with that loyalty. So I'm really grateful for the clients who stuck with us then and through now and in the next year. Yeah. Scott, how about you? It's a loaded question. 
Um, there's a it's a long list. Well, pony uh, up, grab a drink, and uh, yeah, yeah. we're here all night. <laughs> Let's do this thing. A lot, a lot to be thankful for. All, yeah. all the all the obvious stuff, right? Um, you know, personally, you look at being thankful that you've witnessed my family being able to adapt to new things, right? Just change. And it occurred quickly. And you get, a, you know, my oldest son's a senior. He, he he's in the middle of a sport and all shut down. He went to school online, you know, um, he's still on school online. He's going to finish the year online the way that the, the school is directing the spring athletes and stuff, the stuff they want to do. So, you know, virtual dances. I mean, just weird stuff like that. Now that he hasn't complained and he's just kind of ready to move on and take it on the future as it comes to him. Um, so yeah, thankful for all the family stuff, you know, coworkers, uh, the way our company embraced change as well. I, I mean, just amazing to see how many hundreds of people adapted so quickly and you know we lost some good people early on too and we had to make some cuts and then ended up hiring 150 or so plus people back um some new people and uh just how they embraced it you know we had people we changed people's roles you know overnight and then three months later they're back in their original job i mean and they never complained so very very thankful professionally how, how well that went and then as vin said from our customers, uh, they've all been very understanding and thankful. And I've, I've received numerous thank yous, you know, and communications, um, gestures of, of, of thankfulness. Yeah. And, and I don't remember exactly what you said last week, Scott, but I do remember the meaning behind it. When you opened up our board meeting and you talked about, like, if you can't handle change, you're in the wrong business kind of thing. Um, do, do you remember exactly what it was or was that it? Oh. Well, that was probably it. You know, I, that's, uh, that's, again, it's one of those things I always think about that people that struggle with change struggle. Uh, it's, in, it's inevitable. And so the more you prepare your, your body and your mind for both or for it, you're, you're, you're better equipped to handle it because it's just going to happen. It's just the, the, the cycle of life. Right? Yeah, whether you want it to or not, it's going to happen. Whether you want it to or not. Yeah. And yep. that's, again, that's back to that the easy, you know, the only easy day was yesterday. It's the truth. So, yep. Yeah, I'll tell you from from my standpoint, and I told you guys this last week as well, you know, personally for me, um, I, you know, of course, nobody wants anything like COVID to happen. But I will tell you, for me, it has been um, an unbelievable lesson for me. Um, you know, I've been on the road for more than 20 years now. And, you know, my kids have come to know that I'm around over the weekends or maybe a weekend and Monday and Tuesday, but then I'm gone afterwards. So not always as fully engaged with my family and my friends as I'd always like to be. Um, and, and I think that being grounded because of COVID allowed me to spend the quality time with them that I think that I've been missing out on and they've been missing out on for all of this time. So I, 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 mean, I couldn't be more grateful uh, for, for that. And, and I'm sure that moving forward, even when things do open back up again, I'm going to be able to better prioritize um, my family time compared to, to compared to my work time. That, that's number one. Um, professionally, I'll tell you a couple of things. Uh, number one, uh, professionally, what I think I 
learned most about myself is like when our backs are up against the wall, it brings out the best in us. And you could go one of two ways with this thing. You could either crumble under that pressure or you force yourself to just keep pushing forward, knowing that you're making progress. You might not be able to see it every day, but you're making significant progress. Um, I, I can tell you that, you know, I might as well have folded like a cheap suit when, you know, the, you know, economy crashed in 2008 and 2009. It was really tough as a business owner to handle that kind of thing. Um, and, and while I don't own SJV, um, I, I, I do still think of it as my company because that's, you know, that's what you've instilled in all of us, Scott. And, and so, and, and it just, you know, every day we'd come in and we'd try and work harder and we'd try and work smarter on how we can get over this thing. So I'm really proud of what we've accomplished. Um, you know, when, again, our backs were up against the wall, like everybody else out there, and we had two choices, fold or keep moving forward. You know, that cheap suit thing you talked about, I think you still have some of those. At least I've seen you wear them. My cheap suits? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's your, uh, it's the Z Cavarici pants he has on right now. First so. of all, <laughs> don't mock the Z Cavarici pants, buddy. Oh. That was my, that was my thing back in 1991. Back in 2001. <laughs> the, the, the difference that and the Kuji sweaters. You, the problem is Vince still has those Z Cavaricis. He, he'll pull out any and everything from centuries ago. And look what I found. I'm like, how did you, he hangs on to all that stuff? Yeah, I, sometime, uh, Vince. I found a pair of um, Zubaz pants in a bag about two weeks ago when I was cleaning up stuff. I said, Zubaz, clearly they were my dad's, but uh, I, the, they're mine now. Were those the weightlifting pants? Uh-huh. It was a yeah. well, they were, but it was it was like, yeah, like parachute pants. I remember, yeah. yeah. They were like striped and whatever. Animal print. Yeah. Like what yeah. animal looks like that? Yeah. Yeah. They had the the if you remember the NFL style Zubas, those were my favorite. That's it. Yeah. That's yep. it. Yeah. Yep. You know, I tell okay. you, I tell you who else something I was I was grateful for and appreciative for in talking about back being against the wall was, you know, we gotta give some love to the PBSA folks, right? I mean, they, they were right on the verge of that first conference in the spring, and they had to make a tough decision quickly, and they made the right one. Yeah, great point. And then all throughout the summer, people were wondering what was going to happen with the next conference, and to stand up a virtual conference when we've never had to do that as an association, you know, luckily we had some, some old-time screening folks come back and help out with some technology. I, I know not everybody loved the format of it. It wasn't great for everybody. Maybe you didn't get your same but, ROI yeah, but you, know what? you did, but Screw it's, it's but you know what, Vince? Screw them, whoever it is. Yeah. Because if if you couldn't appreciate that, and, and I've always I've been critical of PBSA before, mm -hmm. for sure. There's there's lots of things to be critical of in every organization and every company. Um, but this time I was I remember going, man, guys, just Good hands, you know, you gotta you gotta clap and give them some 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 props because they've done a great job in the midst of a pandemic trying to put something together that no one's ever done before. So right, you know sick me on those who've been critical of it because it, that's just not fair. That's, that's just shallow thinking. Of course, now, now we'll see, can they improve it? Right. That, right. That, yeah. I, give them, give them the first but, chance. But yeah. the first chance, man, I mean, it's, that's a big deal to go through something like that. And, you know, and I heard great feedback that it went off as well as something like that could go off. You know? I think yeah, they brought that same spirit to that, to that virtual that we had in person. And you're right, because none of these people, like they all have, jobs like us too at companies that's not their full-time job so they're all pitching in when their personal life isn't crazy their company business is on fire 
oh, and I got to do a conference a whole different way. That's a lot to do. So I was proud yeah. that they stepped up. Well, look, look yeah. at our, our corporate kickoff meeting will be coming up in late January and we're, yeah. it's going to be it's going to be virtual. But, you know, we're still developing strategies around how we're going to host it. But we know the core of it will be, you know, will be virtual and it will be re- remote attendance. And so is there going to be flaws? Yeah, for, for sure. I mean, we've never done something like this before. And, you know, I just, again, being appreciative of, of putting on something like that, being appreciative of that PBSA was able to, to put something on and, and allow mm-hmm. people a chance to get together. So it, look, it, it's all going to come back one, on, on um, one day and we'll all be back again to the, the human interaction and all the things that are so vital to uh, the human existence, right? Um, um, but it'll just come back a little bit slower than, than probably all anticipated. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So hats off to Melissa Sorensen and her team over mm-hmm. at PBSA and also, again, the board members. And I mean, you know, these people care. I, I don't it was earlier in the year, I think right when they were uh, announcing all of their plans for how they were going to carry things forward. And I think it was Bonded Ziak was on the call. Michelle LeBlanc was on the call and Melissa Sorensen. And you could just tell, you know, first of all, Michelle LeBlanc, um, you know, she was emotional about being able to get up and speak to the industry that she loves so much. Bond, obviously, you know. Uh, it f- feels the same way. And, and, and Melissa, who normally doesn't let anybody see her sweat, you could tell she too, um, you know, really feels and cares deeply about the organization and the industry. Um, so just great to see stuff like that happen. And it really is just an incredible industry. I really, um, you know, I, I just have so much respect for the people in the industry and the way that we all get along with each other and all of those things. So yep. good yep. stuff. Yeah. All right. So let's have a little bit of fun before we uh, we jump off here. Uh, and let's talk about some of the things that we are not grateful for in 2020 and wish to see go away. Who wants to start? Zoom. Thank you. I'm zoomed out, man. I'm zoomed Good. out. Thank you. Lord. I want to see their stock price plummet. Just tank. <laughs> Farewell, <I> mean, Zoom. <laughs> masks. Right. PPE. Exactly. Hand sanitizer. I mean, crap I've never used before now that I'm using more of it now. Um, I virtual guess conferences. Virtual, virtual cocktail conferences, parties. Yep, yep. Get rid of the, you know, those were, those were novel. And then it just, you know, when you like Scott's point, you've been on zoom six hours and it's like, Hey, let's do a two hour zoom cocktail party. Oh my God. Um, yep. Those got tough. Yeah, Zoom. Oh man, brutal. COVID, obviously, right? Uh, I mean, sure. Yeah, that's the number Big one money. obvious thing. That's the how about uh, Jefferson County restrictions? Oh man, yeah. that's going to be yeah. The sooner the better. Hey, Look, that's yeah. the gift I, that's going to keep on giving for a long time now. Unfortunately, I got, I got a good one. The election. Thank oh, yeah. God, election it's over. year, like kind of over. There's still there's still all kinds of issues, but just. The mo- most of it's over. You know, people yeah. aren't hating each other as much. The uh, ramp up to it got over your crazy. Political affiliation. No political ads, except you guys are still subject well, to them in Georgia. Now kill- you're getting killing up. me in Georgia. Yeah. I'm just, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's just they're they're wolves. They just go after each other. Pretty, pretty, pretty. Cr- it's crazy, man. Crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's weird how in a matter of weeks Georgia became like the political epicenter of the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was unreal. So that yeah. that that can go away, and sure. that's not going to stop. That when when are those elections? They're like the beginning of January, January fourth, right? I yeah. think, through the okay. holidays afterwards. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Anything, anything else we'd like to see uh, never repeat itself? Oh gosh. Good or bad. I mean, it'll be great to go to a sporting event. I can tell you that much. I miss that a lot. Just being able to go to a game with friends and enjoy the crowd and the energy and, you look now and it, it looks like they're having spring practice professional teams. Cause there's nobody there. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't think it's, it's anywhere nearly as exciting as it could be or should be. So no. that'll be nice to have that back. Fair enough. Okay. Scott, any last words? I always have a bunch, you know, that um, can't really think of anything right now. Just thanks for getting us together here, you know, right before the, uh, the Thanksgiving holiday and, I guess just to wish um, the three or four listeners <laughs> us <I'm> later, <laughs> us later. <laughs> no, just wishing out and anybody that listens to this, thanking them for listening through these uh, to these throughout the uh, throughout the year, and uh, hope that they travel safe, have um, you know, stay healthy, and and have a great time with with, uh, with family, um, is one thing you do learn from this again, too, is just the, the sensitivity writer in the wrong word to use, I guess, just how precious life is. And so don't take it for granted, man. And en- en- enjoy yourself every day. Mm-hmm. Yep. Perfect. Final words. Um, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we will be back on, I'm sure soon, pro- hopefully not too soon. So you don't have to listen to us too much. Uh, <laughs> but, but we'll be back. Um, have a happy safe, uh, and healthy holiday. Uh, and we will be back talking to you again real soon. Yeah. If you'd like to uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Scott. Happy Thanksgiving. Yep. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. Okay. Uh, I have, uh, my Thanksgiving songs to go work on now. So, uh, if you are interested in learning more about SJV data solutions, please feel free to visit us at our website, www.sjvdata.com. Thank you and have a great day.